You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Partida podcast, the English-speaking podcast about all things Atleti. Quite an amazing week for Atleti uh, it has been. Uh, first, they uh, managed to beat Real Madrid uh, in the league for the first time in uh, six years, In the, uh, I think it was. And uh, the first time in four years uh, in any match. Uh, and then... Uh, a 2-0 win against Elche guarantees a spot in the Champions League uh, next season. So it, it hasn't been the best season for Atletico Madrid, yet they find themselves uh, in third place right now with the chance to finish, uh, to guarantee the third spot in case they beat Sevilla next week. So uh, we're here uh, to discuss all that and more and of course, here with me is Emmanuel. Uh, how, are, how are you doing, Emmanuel? Doing good at uh, and you? Very well. So let's get right into it. Uh, starting with the uh, Madrid derby, uh, Atleti managed uh, to get the win, uh, a 1-0 win, uh, Carrasco converting a penalty uh, that Cunha won. Uh, Emmanuel, please give us your thoughts about the game. I 
the Magic Devil was fascinating. It was really great if you are an Atleti fan, given you have probably probably watched a lot of bad performances from the team this season. But that one against Real Madrid at the Metropolitano was really, really great. It was great because Atleti were kind of on the front foot from minute one. Actually, that first half, the first was five minutes was, I would say, complete dominance from Atleti in the fact that they controlled the game they allowed Real Madrid to have the ball in areas where they don't want. They do not want to. They do not allow certain players to have the ball in advantageous positions. For example, we do not see Rodrigo having one v one with Vasiliko. Through Real Madrid fans to say it was their beating and through the rotations kind of favored Atleti because for Real Madrid you have Benzema kind of dropping into the midfield and linking up play to facilitate. Their progression, but against Atleti, there was no Benzema and Jovic was really bad at that. So Angelotti kind of tweaked in Casemiro and Cruz dropping deep, being the center backs when Real Madrid have the ball. And you have the center backs, you have Vallejo and Nacho kind of going out wide to be the full backs, and you have Vasquez, sorry, Vallejo and kind of going out wide to be the fullbacks and you have Nacho and Vasquez who are the fullbacks trying to provide the width and then you have the wingers Chico and Asenso coming in to, to provide that extra money to sit between the lines and facilitate play. It didn't work a couple of times in the first half but you have Aleti had Colombia in midfield, midfield I think had Colombia in midfield most Aleti fans kind of call in Octopus in which he was able to make Rodrigo or Asensu received with their back to goal and maybe either recover the ball or force a backward pass, which was kind of good for Aleti. As for Aleti, the kind Tolo went in a 4 4 shape. It was really interesting because Korea was in a team, but it was Lorente who kind of acted as the secondary striker with Kunya as the main striker. And in my opinion, Kunya did a fantastic game playing as the main striker. With Kunya in the team, you always have him being persistent, and that persistence is great when Aleti are playing on front foot like that. Because he kind of chased almost every ball and he's quite aggressive in pressing, which kind of initiate the press and it's like he makes the team to kind of be everybody's aggressive in their pressing. And that was good because when Aleti were Aleti really targeted Cruz, Cruz is one of the best passers of the ball in the world, but Aleti kind of made it such a way that he wasn't able to on the half turn and maybe play passes between the lines to find a sense of Rodrigo, but kind of received the ball with his back to goal and you have Colombia immediately behind him trying to win back the ball, and that was how Atleti created their first chance. Colombia robbing groups and playing Korea to but sadly Korea did not have a great first half, which was not good news for Atleti because if he had better decision making, better control of the ball, Atleti would have scored not just a single goal in the first half, but maybe more. And for that first half, another player who was really great was Carrasco because he kind of gave get a hard time and you had Casemiro kind of leaving him to come and help him out and that kind of created a pocket of space for Koke to receive between the lines and kind of orchestrate Aleti attack and that was great for Aleti because you have Koke playing centrally able to pocket of spaces and we're able to see one of the best versions of Koke this season which was great for Aleti. I just have so much praise for the performance because to be honest this is the Aleti I want to because I don't want an analytic to kind of sense it all the time. Well, it's about getting the win, yes, but we have done that this season and it hasn't worked. Even though 
the press, I would say the press has improved with the addition of Columbia and Cunha in the team. I kind of said this that for Alexis High Press to we kind of need Columbia in it because he's kind of like the octopus, like he has so many legs and his ball recalls to just it's like a beast when he plays in midfield. Another thing which was great was the fact that Lorenti kind of had the freedom of making attacking runs and with Korea out wide, kind of exploited the underlapping runs, and there were a couple of locations where he even made diagonal runs across the face of goal and created some chances for Kunia. Sadly, Kunia did not take those chances. But overall, it was fantastic performance, and I kind of explained the tactical aspect of the game just for the first half because it was really, really amazing. And just to point out one last point, when Aleti kind of pressed that high, one of the most important people is Columbia, yes, but I think the second most important is Sam because he's kind of proactive, he kind of institution and intercept, and that was visible in the game against City and also in the game against Real Madrid. That was really clear because he was like kind of the the, the, the cleaner. Don't you that when Columbia maybe to not cover the ball, he's like the last, some say last line of defense, but he kind of goes and wins back the ball to make sure Aleti can maintain pressure because in the first half, there were last spells in that where Alice mounted constant pressure and like I said, good decision making and maybe better finishing and Alice could have been three to four goals up by the first half. Yeah, well, uh, I think you said literally everything that is to be said. Uh, but Atleti, while they uh, managed to put Real Madrid on the back foot and uh, were very much uh, uh, Real Madrid were very much under pressure the entire game. Uh, Atleti created chance after chance, but just couldn't convert them. Uh, uh, we would have uh, we'd have been talking about a five nil win uh, had it not been to the uh, missed chances, uh, most notably a uh, a Cunha one on one and a uh, uh, a Carrasco one on one as well that hit the post. Uh, so uh, it, it was quite frustrating uh, seeing Atleti uh, missing all those chances. And uh, while you did talk about the uh, the offensive uh, tactics that Simeone went with, um, uh, like you said, uh, it's it's always nice to see. And uh, Cholo does try it uh, whenever uh, he has the players uh, to execute it. Uh, very well uh, when uh, almost all the players are fit and uh, he has good players on the bench. While I definitely am in favor of uh, Atleti playing like this more often, uh, I do think it's a bit of a lazy argument to say that this is the style that Atleti should always play with. Uh, because there are sides that, that, that can, let's say, hurt Atleti on the counter, that uh, that Atleti don't have the personnel uh, to play like this against. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, Simeone's hands are most of the time tied uh, with the injuries that are in the squad. Uh, and when, when he does have the players to do it, he does execute it. And I do think uh, like he picks the right moment to use this system. Uh, we saw it against Liverpool, we saw it against Man City in the second half. Uh, so I don't really see it as a uh, as a style that can be applied uh, for 90 minutes of every game. 
I see it as a uh, as a different style that Atleti can switch to uh, in some matches, and that can be quite effective. And that is the way uh, Simeone is using it at the moment. Uh, so, what what do you think about this? Well, I will agree with you on that, but like you said, it's a style that can Simeone can be using at the moment. My issue with Alexis style of this has been the fact that given the personnel that are at Alexis, that the, the players in the squad, this I will not say impossible, but we saw against it in the first league, but I think Alexis can't play in the team block. So I'm not in favor of maybe Alexis playing like Liverpool, letting him large part of the game, but I would love for Alexis to play how the team from August to December last season. I'm not saying maybe play the same way, but play in the mid block because who Black has complained about that is we keep on coming back and coming back, back in our goal. It doesn't quite make sense, but I will not just look for Alexis to use it in particular games, but playing high presence, using that, for example, that moments in the game where the momentum is with you and maybe that is the time where that comes in play where you high press your constant pressure, try to retain the ball and put the mother pressure and search maybe for a goal or an, an equalizer, a second goal or whatever. But that is how I like to use against that because when they scored the first goal, there were moments, they, when they scored the first goal, there were moments in which the team kept on putting pressure, winning back the ball high up the pitch and looking for that second goal. Yes, those are the moments where we use that. But I would like for the team to be a more position-based team. That means we learn how to the ball very well. Because we have seen games against Mallorca, against the two teams in the relegation zone, which Aliti have lost a lot of points against them, which, are, which is basically the reason why Aliti are not in the title races. I'm not, I'm, which are, they are not in the title races. But if you can maybe use the ball well, if you can maybe use the ball very well, and then you will notice that things like we will not need to maybe high press for large parts of the games because we'll be able to create chances and also the, the issue of Alexi this season has been the fact that when we have the ball we have been so susceptible to counter-attack and it's like it's simply with fear because we have been afraid of counter-attacks and we end up making mistakes and also the team shape in, in possession was not the best but against Real Madrid the team shape in possession was very very good in such a way that we kind of we did not consider a lot of counters even though in the second half it was kind of chaotic so, if I literally play like this every game, maybe or maybe not, but I would like to see an Aleti that will be able to use the ball very well because 15 of the 20 teams in the league are going to be defending against Aleti, given the status Diego Simeon himself has taken Aleti to. Hmm. Okay, uh, so... Uh... To, uh, to wrap up uh, the talk about the uh, Madrid derby, uh, who were your uh, best performance uh, in, in in the game? There's obviously Carrasco, there's Cunha, even though he didn't score, and also we talked about in previous podcasts about his finishing has to improve, there's Kondogbia, there's Sabi. I think all around it was really great performance, and for me, my man of the match, I will go with Kondubia, even though Oblak was giving man of the match because of the saves he pulled out in the second half to 
make sure Aliti Aliti would arrive at the finish line with the one one goal lead. So Kondobia for me, ball winning, able to win the ball no matter the situation. Also, he has kind of improved in position even though he's not yet the best because we are coming from an era where we are seeing Thomas Pate and we are now we are in Colombia and but the defensive monster, monster that's what I would say. So he was my man of the match. But second place I have to black and Renido because Renido has been I don't know how to say I am sure the worst for this world. Yeah, I I would say while Carrasco had a very good first half, uh I do think uh his end product wasn't uh, at its best like he would create but couldn't finish and of course couldn't uh, play the final pass either uh so uh it was a good match from Carrasco but uh I I thought he could have done much better uh, had he been able to finish uh so uh I wouldn't say he's man of the match for me uh the most consistent player was Yano Black was gaining more and more confidence and we're seeing uh we're seeing hopefully the return of the Oblak of old the best goalkeeper in the world uh, uh so yeah like you said Kondogbia had an amazing game uh Koke had, had a fantastic game as well uh and overall i i wouldn't say anybody was uh, I, I wouldn't say anybody had a poor game uh, except for maybe Korea uh, who had uh, a first half to forget, uh, couldn't really get into the, into the game. Uh, but other than that, I think uh, everyone played uh, very well. Uh, it was a fantastic performance. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll see more of this in the future. Uh, seeing how, uh, like I said, it's the first time that Atleti beat Real Madrid in the, uh, in the league in six years. Uh, so hopefully this... Uh, like uh, takes the mental block that Atleti have against Real uh, out of the equation uh, from future matches. Uh, we saw it happen in like 2014, uh, uh, in, in the 2013-2014 season. Uh, Atleti beat Real Madrid for the first time in like 13 or 14 years. And uh, what followed was a run of matches where Atleti uh, always uh, came out on top or uh, at least managed the draw. Uh, so hopefully we do see that again, uh, seeing how, like I said, the men that mental block that Atleti players have against Real uh, is hopefully gone. Uh, so yeah, I think that uh, should wrap up the talk about the uh, Madrid Derby. Uh, the next game uh, we can talk about is the uh, away win against Elche, which guaranteed Atleti a spot in the top four for next season. Uh, a 2-0 win, uh, goals from Cunha and DePaul. Uh, Emmanuel, please take it away. Well, uh, well, you know I love talking that is well. The Elche game was quite different from the Real Madrid game, but it was a good game for Aliti because Aliti played side fighting for relegation and Aliti did not give up a lot of chances like they always do and Aliti were not quite lost in possession like they always do against those teams and like in the Cardinal tweeted 
because this is the first time in a long while in which Alessi back to back is Alessi have an expected goals of above two. So it was quite good performance from Alessi, but Alessi was still wasteful in front of goal. The decision making from the players in the final third were not great. And one of the issues I think has been a problem, one of the issues Alessi has had this season has been the fact that we don't have the chemistry which we had last time. Like in, when I mean last time, I'm talking about last season where you had this like the players, the, the past, they had a telepathic connection in which GPA already know what Lorenzo was doing and the rest. But this time we had, we don't really have that in the final third. And also some of the decision makers of the players are really killing us in the, fi- in the final third, which was the case. But overall, the first half, LJ, they were okay and they had their moments, mostly success, but Aleti pressure and then you had the opening goal which you had Chrisman provided an assist for it and the goal was in, the goal involved is first of passes 14 to the exam and the ties of bring back memories of the start of last season which Alex scored a lot of goals which involved a lot of sequence of passes which means that they are ending the season very well like you said example the contribution but the standout player for that game for me was Christmas performance kind of see what it did again I think that's him playing, uh, him being a playmaker is something that is underrated for him, but he's very good at it and a little kind of sad but second half, knowing they have one good lead and they did not really quite, no one wanted to manage the game and be out the game and that was a good performance for anything, like I said, they were not able to cross the position, they were able to circulate the ball well and press the ball of the pitch as a good games we have seen against Mallorca, Cadiz, but this one was quite different. It really showed that the players wanted to cross the line and we kind of saw the best version of some of those players, like Griezmann, for example, not getting the goals, but he's creating chances. We also had the ball, his performance was okay and these are things we have been complaining over and over about the fact that these players were underperforming just by the fact, which is also a reason for reality. Okay, so you did mention uh, Griezmann, so let's talk more about him. Uh, He has a pretty fantastic game, uh, everyone agreeing that he was the man of the match uh, of uh, of that game. Uh, He played a great pass to Renan Lodi. Uh, whose cross was met by Cunha uh, for the first goal. And, of course, a fantastic combination uh, with uh, Depaul uh, ended up with him uh, assisting uh, the Argentine. Uh, so uh, Griezmann felt like he was playing more as, a, as an attacking midfielder than a striker or a second striker. Uh, and when he played that role earlier this season, it felt like he fit in way more than the role he played all the way back in 2016 uh, during his first spell at Atleti. Uh, and it seems like, according to rumors, Griezmann is not go- going anywhere. It, uh, he's continuing at the club. Uh, so do you see the future of Antoine Griezmann uh, in midfield, uh, especially considering his defensive awareness and his tireless uh, defensive uh, uh, contributions. Uh, so, what 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 are your thoughts about you know Griezmann becoming a 
more creator type uh, of player? The game usually seen last midfielders and I was Lehman was out and there were a lot of players who were injured and I was kind of saying I don't mind this man playing as one of the interior midfielders in three five formation in which we have like we have just and uh, Laurenti and Lima had last season in Alice's title winning season. As for Griezmann, I think playmaking is one of his abilities that are underrated amongst fans. For Griezmann, I think his playmaking is one of the abilities that is underrated amongst fans because he's kind of good at linking up play, dropping into pockets of play, of spaces, accelerating ball progression. So I wouldn't mind seeing him there play more often. In France, I think. He, does, he has a similar role in which he plays kind of behind Benzema or at times behind Benzema and maybe Mbappé as the front two. So, exactly. him playing as an, so him playing as an attacking midfielder will kind of be great for ruling Aliti and because like you said, he's not going anywhere and at the moment he's not finding the goals. He seems to be struggling in front of goal. But finding a new role for him while maintaining the balance of the team great because you have a guy who can create for Mithi and also score and like we talked about his defensive awareness. Because in the game, in the second half against Ramachi, when he came on, he was playing, he came over Korea and he was playing like the right, he was playing like the right midfielder in the 4 4 2. And in the moments in which Karas, Bashaliko was. Attract was stuck in, that means he kind of went inwards, and there were a lot of space out wide for Nacho. And you had Griezmann kind of cunning and keep on keeping an eye on Nacho so that he made, make sure the distance between him and Nacho was not too much. So that kind of says a lot about him. And him, him is ending his career by dropping him, not playing as a second striker, but rather maybe as one of the heroes who like people call it. In Alexis 3-5-2 formation, I wouldn't really mind that because he kind of had the qualities to do that. Clean play, accelerate ball progression. And I think, well, in the game against Betis, him and Korea kind of played a that in, in which Alexis were finding difficulties to bypass Betis, Betis midfield, but him dropping deep kind of gave Alexis a numerical superiority and kind of have more numbers to be able to pass the ball and play through reality. So I am in favor of him playing there in games given they are the club and he's not really on fine form in front of goal this season. Very well. Uh, so another player uh, I want to talk about is Kandogbia. Uh, uh, we you talked about him uh, playing the octopus role, uh, and defensively, you, it's really difficult to find uh, a better defensive midfielder than he is. Uh, and uh, while uh, he did struggle a little bit uh, earlier uh, this year, uh, mainly it, it was a problem with uh, his uh, ball playing abilities uh, since he. Uh, lost uh, the ball in some uh, bad positions, which gave which gave opportunities to the uh, uh, opposing team. Uh, but when he does play uh, 
when he plays with confidence, uh, it's very hard to top Kondogbia. Uh, and he's a very key. He has been a very key part uh, of the team uh, when in form, uh, unlocking the other midfielders, mainly Koke and Depaul, who really uh, have showed very clearly this season that they are not made to be played in a double pivot. Uh, while Koke did play like that uh, last season and he played excellently, he did struggle a lot this season with it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Kondogbia has been crucial. And uh, while Atleti are in the market to get a defense midfielder, uh, obviously uh, Bubakar Kamara being the uh, the favorite, and uh, a lot of sources are saying that Atleti are very close to closing that signing. An excellent signing, by the way. We we will talk about him in the future episode. Uh, but uh, unless Atleti get a really uh, ludicrous offer uh, from, say, Aston Villa or a a different uh, Premier League team, uh, I would absolutely love uh, for Kondogbia to stay. Uh, he is versatile. He can. Uh, do an excellent job in the uh, as a defensive midfielder, and he can slot in as a uh, centre back, as we saw earlier this season as well. So uh, Kondogbia is a player I would absolutely keep, uh, but add another defensive midfielder uh, to the squad. Uh, but uh, as judging Kondogbia on this season, I think he has been one of the better performers uh, overall. Uh, so, I did say that he has been a very key uh, player to unlock other players, and uh, the main player, uh, I like the player he's uh, helping the most is Rodrigo de Paul. Uh, he, he played uh, as a pivot uh, a few times this season, and he struggled with that. And uh, the Elche game really showed, uh, as well as uh, other matches this season, he had some stellar performance, uh, performances uh, that were scattered throughout the season. Uh, unfortunately, he had the uh, some problems, let's say, outside the pitch, and that clearly affected him uh, and affected his form. Uh, but his best matches... Uh, say, the away game at Old Trafford, this Elche game, uh, there were a lot of matches uh, early in the season. Uh, all of them have uh, one thing in common, and it's that he's playing as an eight. He's playing as a central midfielder uh, that's uh, controlling things further up the pitch, close, uh, closer to the opponent's uh, box than uh, to Atleti's uh, half of the, of the pitch. So uh, whoever comes uh, as a defensive midfielder, he's, he will be cr crucial, as well as Kondogbia, uh, for DePaul's, uh, uh, let's say, uh, redemption with the fans, uh, since uh, they've been a little uneasy with, with his uh, form this season. But I see a great potential uh, in DePaul, and he's really one of, the, uh, one of my favorite uh, players in the squad uh, when, when in form. Uh, so uh, can you please, uh, would you like to add anything to what I said about Kondogbia and Dupo? Well, I think for Kondogbia, you have just covered everything. He has been key, and I really like the fact you talk about 
I really like that you talked about the fact that he has been keen on locking several players. Lodi, Neria Majigem Kuki. That means his presence on the pitch is similar to that of Renildo, in which affects the performances of other people. He kind of takes the defensive workload of certain players. And as for De Paul, well, his issues this season has, for me, it's not just down to him underperforming, but down to him maybe not having the constant role in the team, something similar to Lorente, in which he has been rotated all over. Played as a right midfielder, played in the midfield, and all those things. So, him playing as an eight, like you said, having playing higher on the pitch, doing things on the pitch, is that's where we see the best version of of Rodrigo de Paul. I think coming to this season, many people predicted he was evaluating maintain their current formation. He was going to play in the in the role he played last season, one of the eight, one of the interiors in which he was able to have the ball and. But that hasn't been the case. So, Simeon finding a good partner for him, or maybe a good role for him in this one, and he stays one and that I think brings out the best version of the ball. Like we said, he's one of the best players, and adding him to the squad was what many of us were happy because he brings that offensive power, kind of great chances for many of them and for many of our offensive players. But we haven't really seen that, but we saw that at the start of the season, but that kind of thing. So, he needs to have a constant role in the squad and that will bring the best out of him. Very well. Um, so, uh, moving on. Uh, the next thing uh, to cover is Luis Suarez, uh, who, according to Javi Gomera, a very reliable journalist, has been informed that he will not continue at Atleti. Atleti will not offer him a new contract. Uh, and will be in the market to get a, a replacement uh, and a different striker. Uh, so uh, the match against Sevilla will be his farewell match. Uh, he will be uh, given minutes by Simeone to, uh, to bid farewell to the Atleti uh, fans at the stadium uh, at the Wanda uh, Metropolitano. So uh, let's take this opportunity to... Uh, discuss uh, Suarez's uh, stand at Atleti. Uh, while uh, his second season, I mean, he's still uh, the, the Atleti player with the most goals in La Liga. Uh, it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, up to bar uh, with the Luis Suarez standards. Uh, and while uh, it's certainly uh, uh, very evident that he's struggling with his knee and uh, I mean, it's he's in the last stage of his career, uh, but uh, this only makes me appreciate uh, last season even more. Uh, it felt like he really uh, pushed his body to the limit to produce a very, very special season. Uh, he scored 21 goals in the league and uh, fired Atleti to a league title. So uh, very thankful to see such a legend of of the of the game play for Atleti, uh, represent the red and white colors, and uh, yeah, I've, uh, I think every Atleti fan uh, should only be grateful uh, to see uh, such an amazing player, uh, uh, you know, serve the club so well. So, uh, Emmanuel, would you like to add anything? Well. Talking about Luis Suarez, you can just picture goal 
against Osasuna, his goal against Real Valladolid, those last two games of last season, which won a little La Liga, like you said, you have only praise for him. Going back to when I first played this official match for Aliti and stepped onto the pitch, came on as a substitute and he scored, and you are like, wow. Even though you know this is not the the best version of him, but wow, this was one of the best strikers of our generation, if not one of the best strikers of the 2010s. Atletico Madrid. Well, we know we have had good strikers, but well, we have not had striker who that level so was kind of great. And like you said, he has done so much for the club. It's true, and that he has not been up to standard. This is performance kind of awkward. Even though, like you said, he's still our latest highest goal scorer in the league this season. Just have just so much praise for the guy. Thinking of last season, thinking of. Him feeling Aliti out, thinking of him being clinical, and we just talk about the fact that Aliti were wasteful in front of goal against LT and against Real Madrid. And you are kind of thinking, like, well, last season, what happens? Luis Suarez buries those chances. So it's been an honor for him to play for Aliti. So I can't say much more than just thank you, Luis Suarez. Thank you for winning us La Liga. Yes, boys, the team sport, but I don't think without Suarez, we don't win La Liga because Suarez impacted. The way Aliti have played last and him finishing chances also was great because Aliti needed a striker. So it's like he, he came at the perfect time and my opinion is living at the perfect time. There's no need to trash talk him. I know fans kind of get up after games when players have bad games, but so much respect for the guy. He's a La Liga legend and a player who came for this and gave La Liga trophy, in my opinion. So, thank you, Lucho. Wish you the best in your next adventures. Hopefully, he listens to the podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, so moving on. Uh, Atleti again uh, secured the uh, spot in the Champions League, uh, a spot in the top four. Uh, they found themselves in third place right now. Uh, this is the 10th uh, full season for Simeone, and He's uh, successfully reached the Champions League in every single one of them. Uh, a something I think uh, any, even the most optimistic uh, person would not even dare uh, imagine uh, would be the case uh, for for Atleti. Uh, uh, you know, uh, let's say uh, Atleti only reached the pian- the Champions League uh, in the ten years before Simeone twice. And uh, I think uh, I, I I'm not gonna get into that right now because uh, anything I would say about Charles Simeone would not do him justice. Uh, I he he very much transformed Atleti for uh, for good, and uh, uh, I'm I'm only gonna limit it right now. Uh, if if we start praising Simeone, would we would go on for like five hours. And we still wouldn't be satisfied. So let's keep it right now to uh, the uh, thoughts and hopes for uh, uh, for Atleti next season. Uh, Emmanuel, please go ahead. As this is, oh, sorry, while let's finish this is kind of maybe I would say a consolidation for the underwhelming performance. We have seen this also a good end to the, also spark a good end to the finish. For example, beating Sevilla will be great, very, very great. 
So, well, this season has not lived up to expectations, but hopefully, things change for a little next season. Like you said, if we want to praise Cholo, we don't know where to stop because when he just gave us, he just made a little to play for the Champions League for. I think this only since he came since he came to Alexi, I think Alexi has been playing the championship for every almost every, every season. So it is just great. And Alexi finishing in third place is also good because the kind of talk of the Copa comes because the second kind of having second financial benefits. It's also great for Alexi. I would have loved for Alexi to finish second and for maybe bias reason, not just for the fact that Alice will be in the Super Cup, but for the fact that we will not have Barcelona in the Super Cup next season. Well, at least it's going to be good for us. And the most of the fans are going to be happy because it's also going to make us praise Cholo more by saying, well, Alice, I think Alice has not finished. I don't quite know that. I don't think Alice has finished. The fourth position for a while of for a consecutive number of seasons since you look in so that's fantastic start given where Alitia from where Alitia now. Very well. Uh so uh, you did say uh, finishing third would be uh, quite important. Uh, it does uh, uh, give Atleti more money, obviously, uh, than finishing fourth. Uh, and in order to guarantee it, uh, they need uh, to beat Sevilla in, uh, at home in the next game. Uh, please give us a preview of the Sevilla game. Sevilla are struggling at the moment and well, that kind of opened things up for a top four place for Real Betis. And as for Sevilla, there is like the players are not buying into Lepetegui's ideas at the moment because they are kind of struggling. And that Sevilla, we know that are so good with the ball and they kind of see how things ball. They are kind of pragmatic with the ball, but we have not been seeing that they have they have been moments of chaos with them and you are like seeing a team which I would not want to say boring but you are looking at this similar team and that is like you are seeing it night and day and there's no more to rest between the teams because they are there but it's like they'll be taking a pressure of maybe change of things because Sevilla are really struggling at the moment and which is quite the inverse reality because reality are having are on the back of two wins and are kind of playing sound and they have almost everybody back if everything being okay I didn't play the game so it's kind of good quality. Okay, very well. Uh so uh going back to the hopes for uh next season, I think my biggest hope right now is for uh the summer, uh for uh the issues in the squad to be properly addressed. Obviously, the issue of the defensive midfielder is being addressed with uh, Bubakar Kamara. We will have a detailed episode about uh, the squad, uh, each player individually, and, uh, of course, what transfers Atleti are linked with. Uh, and, uh, ob- obviously, there's the 
center back issue that uh, Atleti really need a center back. So hopefully they do address that as well. Obviously a right back, uh, a left back would be a nice, nice addition as well, and a striker. So all of that, uh, it it will be a a. A busy summer for Atleti. Hopefully, uh, Atleti actually uh, find the proper names uh, to strengthen the squad uh, as as well as possible. And uh, I'm, I mean, it's tough with Helmarine because uh, he really is really stingy. He's, he doesn't wanna. Uh, he doesn't wanna. Uh, let's say. Uh, invest any of his money uh, in into this team uh, and uh, only limits it to the uh, money that's being uh, 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 generated from transfers. Uh, so we'll have to see if any players will be on their way out as well. So uh, uh, we'll see. It, it, but everything indicates that it will be a busy summer for, for Atleti. Uh, and again, we will have a detailed episode about that in the future. Uh, and an another thing uh, that uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I have to mention is uh, that Atleti have uh, been busy with the, uh, with the sponsors recently. Uh, they managed uh, to uh, sign a new deal for the main shirt sponsor. Uh, obviously, the deal with the with the plus 500 uh, expires this summer. And uh, while they were paying 15 million a year uh, or something like that, uh, the new sponsor, uh, Whale, Whale Fin, uh, will pay 40 million a season. Uh, so that's uh, a fantastic deal for Atleti. And uh, uh, another uh, sponsor that Atleti are looking for at the moment is a uh, a new name for the Metropolitano. Uh, it does look like uh, the Metropolitano part will stay, uh, but uh, one the deal with Wanda uh, is expiring, and Atleti uh, are looking for uh, a new uh, sponsor for uh, for the name. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we get a catchy name out out of it and a good deal as well. So. Uh, this this is the uh, all the news that uh, Atleti uh, have uh, that we had with Atleti recently, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll try uh, to discuss transfers and the squad uh, in detail. Uh, hopefully, we will have more episodes about that in the future, uh, and uh, I think this wraps up uh, everything. Uh, uh, with Atleti uh, for this week. Uh, Emmanuel, would you like to add anything? No, uh, I think you have said pretty much everything. And also, thanks for informing me about all the sponsors. That kind of shows that it's focus. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Well, it's always a pleasure talking to you. At, uh, well, it's been long since we recorded an episode together, so it was great having this episode with you. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure recording with you as well. And of course, thank you guys for sticking with us. Remember, don't get the care and see you in the next episode.